Taste Test Live is a fully syndicated podcast and is on podcast services or wherever you listen to your podcast. If you like Taste Test and you want to keep the music digestion sessions going every week and get some exclusive bonus content, stick around afterwards for details. But first, let's start the show. Have a taste. You are now in the zone. With Taste Test Live. All right, welcome back to Taste Test Live. I'm Damian Lamar, the host, and I'm here with my co-host, Blue Francois. Yes, I'm here. And today's guest, Mr. Christopher Clark. I'm going to take a quick moment and tell everyone who's listening who this amazing emerging visual artist is. Oh, yeah. His body of work celebrates Black identity and captures the roots of Black culture and its beauty. Chris uses various mediums such as acrylic and watercolor paints ink and mixed media. He's also participated in group exhibits at Downtown Cigar Lounge and Delo Studios. In 2015, Chris embarked on a project to write and illustrate a children's book. The book's main character was inspired by his daughter, who at the time was three. Chris's objective was clear as he started to work on the book. He wanted to make a story where the main character looked like his daughter and other children in their community. He then finished writing and illustrating the book entitled Glonda's Hair in early 2017. The narrative focuses on Glonda, a young African-American girl, and as the title suggests, her hair. Clark uses the book as a teaching tool, encouraging young girls to embrace their natural looks and celebrate their individual beauty. Clark then received proof of copy a proof copy of Glonda's Hair and is now working with a publishing company to secure distribution. Clark also began working on his book entitled The Little Artist, which will be a children's book of poetry paying homage to the authors of Clark's youth, such as Dr. Seuss and Shel Silverstein. Like Glonda's hair, the little artist is also inspired by his daughter. He isn't just an artist and a father. He's also an advocate for young black artists, and he invests in his community by serving as a mentor, providing guidance and black youth interested in the arts. Welcome, Mr. Clark. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Long overdue. Yeah, it is. And I think we, we made this appointment several months ago and mm-hmm. we're finally here Yeah. before we take <laughs> our summer break. But um, I'm so happy that to have you here. And um, I have literally been watching your journey. Um, I didn't come to know you maybe about a year ago. Yeah. Um, and I met you at probably one of the every single artist lounges, which yeah. actually happened. Yeah, I remember so. probably one at the uh, library downtown. Yeah. yeah. The, during the makerspace. Yeah. yeah. So I got a chance to um, to see your work, but more so because of the power of social media, I get a chance to actually see your work mm, yeah. mm. in real time, <laughs> in real time. And like most artists, um, from what I've seen, a lot of artists don't really share the journey. Mm hmm like you do why yeah. do you, why do you feel it's important to share your work in that medium um what i always tell younger artists is that the artist is just as important um if not more important than the art that they make um i feel like it's important for the fans or just the viewers to connect with you too um just to know that you're a real person and um just to know that you go through real things you're not just like a robot somebody that puts out beautiful artwork um, that art comes from something where there's depression or love or just real life mm-hmm. um, emotions, family. Mm-hmm. So I like to share all that stuff. 
That's beautiful. It, it comes from experience. It yeah. looks like. Um, so the, the inspiration of your art, I've, I've noticed that there's a lot of African American influences. I noticed yeah. that some of the the uh, the characters have larger lips. Mm-hmm. Their eyes and their noses are larger. Yeah. Why? Why is that? Um, that actually comes from sculpture. Um, I've always loved like African sculpture. Um, if you see it from the side, like a, a profile view. The lips and the noses always protrude a little bit. So that's something that um, I've kind of carried into my artwork. Just something that I something that I like. <laughs> it's a signature. Yeah. Yeah. So um there there's two things that I've noticed too. I, I watch your because you because you're so transparent with your journey, yeah. transporting a piece that was really, really large, you had to like rent a U-Haul. Oh yeah, that was uh, <laughs> yeah, that was the largest piece I've done so far. Um, it was taller than me, uh, five by seven feet, and that piece was actually going to um an event in D.C. honoring Nelson Mandela. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I had to uh, rent a U-Haul to get it to the studio to uh, paint it, and then we had to get FedEx or somebody like that to come pick it up. Yeah, yeah, wow. it, was, it was. And huge. you wonder why artists charge a lot. A lot of people go, "Oh my God, that piece is so expensive." Why? Well, yeah, there you have it. <laughs> I mean, you know, there's a third party expenses involved. Yeah. Um, so when did is that installation done? That happened in, in DC. Yeah, that was done. It was a one day, um, kind of like a gala type thing. Um, they were actually having like the. It was actually the pre-gala, so they were having the gala at the African American Museum there mm-hmm. the following day. Um, but the it was like a luncheon, pre-luncheon to the gala. Um, Deborah Lee was there. Um, Chloe and Hallie were there. Uh, it's a girl, Victory Boyd. Yeah, have you guys? Uh-huh. Yeah, her, her, her siblings. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they were there. So it was a star-studded event. So you know, we kind of felt like celebrities for a day. <laughs> you were, man. You were. I mean, your art precedes yourself. Yeah. It really does. So. Um, Gosh, so you've did you've done that? I know you've done some stuff at Art Basel mm-hmm. in Miami. Yeah, what was that like for you? Um, so I've done Art Basel two years now, two years in a row. Um, the first uh, year, 2017, it was just like a little small show. So each year, I'm trying to um, progress and uh, just grow and make uh, better connections. Last year, I did two shows in the Little Haiti area. And um, so this year I'm aiming for like uh, the big art fairs, maybe like Prism, things like that. Mm-hmm. But it's always a good experience and um, a good chance to meet people and connect with artists I meet on social media like that. Do you learn anything when you come back from those? I mean, you were you like sometimes like if I go to a music festival or uh, I haven't had the privilege of going to South by Southwest, but I assume I would be like super, super charged yeah. after being around a bunch of like minded artists like that. Like, what do you learn? From um. That? It's just, it's really inspirational and um, really motivating just to see people uh, who look like you doing what you want to do on a on a higher level. So it lets you know, lets me know that I can do that too. And um, it teaches me more about myself and that I, um, I'm on the right path. And so mm-hmm. a lot of times I question what I'm doing or if I should do this way or that way, but it lets me know that I'm, I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing. Mm-hmm. So um, in that, do you, you experiment? I noticed that your medium is uh, you've gone from illustrating books, yeah. which we'll talk about in a second, <laughs> but um, to actually doing some murals. Oh, yeah. How do you do that? Like, how do you how do you become such a very diverse um, a multimedia or emerging, emerging artist? You just do it. Like Nike, yeah. (laughs) Okay. 
Yeah, I like yeah. to. Um, I don't like to limit myself. Um, like you can do anything you believe you can do, anything you um, are willing to try. And I always say you never know until you try. So once I try it and I see that I can do it, the sky's the limit. Yeah. Is there a specific type of medium you like over the other? Uh, right now, probably acrylic. Acrylic is uh, probably the most versatile, and I'm kind of like an impatient artist, so I can't use oil paints because they take days and weeks and months to dry. So, <laughs> yeah, I paint mostly with a blow dryer right next to me. Really? Yeah. Yeah. And you, I see some time lapse, uh, some time lapse portions of your work too. Yeah. Like you're actually working in the studio, literally sketching things out. There was a, I believe there was also an instance where someone thought you used the likeness of their son or something like what happened with that yeah that was crazy <laughs> so you wanna, somebody you talk um, about that a little bit yeah somebody messaged me and they thought and it, it actually wasn't even the person it was somebody that that person knew what they thought that i used his nephew or his little cousin or something without uh giving credit to the picture but i had never seen him or met him or his nephew before <laughs> and I, what I think happened is that they saw the picture and then dressed his nephew up like the picture oh, to try to say that I copied the picture. Yeah, People actually go that far. Yeah, they go that far. Like yeah. I had posted the picture. Um, I can't remember which month it was, but I had posted it on like the 5th and then they posted the picture of their nephew like on the 23rd or something. But I copied it from like the future. Very, very interesting. Yeah. Very interesting. Yeah. So let's go back and talk about Glonda's hair, the book. Um, your your daughter is how old now? She's seven now. Seven. Yeah. Okay. So she grew up with this book. Yeah. She grew up with her dad's book. Yeah. And her dad portraying a black girl and her hair. Mm-hmm. What 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 have what has your your observation been throughout the years as she's been sort of like growing into understanding what this means for her as a young black girl? Um, I don't think she fully grasped it yet. Um, she's actually on the mural on the back of um J L Brown Elementary School. Um, yeah, but like even with that, even like driving by and seeing a big picture of herself, like she doesn't really. Um, I don't know. It's not that exciting to a, a seven-year-old. Even yeah, yeah, she's she's too young to understand. Yeah, even with the it. book, like um, what I wanted to do with the book was um, like, it was very important uh, for me to put her name on the book. You mm-hmm. know, as a co-author, or co-illustrator, kind of like how Khaled did with his son. Did mm-hmm. You? Mm-hmm. Yeah, something that she could um grow up with, like you said, and um. Just a way to like uh, leave a legacy or something, you know. Absolutely. So yeah, she's she, sort of included in in the in the whole process. Yeah, like she doesn't understand how big that is right now, but she will. Yeah, yeah. that's gonna be a great day. Yeah, <laughs> when that officially happens, and yeah. she she realizes the magnitude of what her dad, what you did for her. Yeah. So the next book um, that's coming out, um, the, the little artist. You want to talk about that? Um. Yeah, I actually have a lot of books. Oh, okay. Uh, and, yeah, they're all in my head right now. But yeah, The Little Artist, um, that book is just, it's basically another book about her. Um, she's a little artist. Um, she takes after me with the art and like it's crazy. You know, every time we, we come home, she's invented something new or created something new. And it's like always um, mind blowing to us. Um, 
I wasn't as creative as she is now when I was that age. So yeah, and it's amazing to see um, me rub off on her. Mm-hmm. I always refer to this, and I think Blue knows where I'm going with this. But every time this <laughs> happens, and I see a, a parent with a child, one of my favorite quotes by my favorite singer Erica Badu is that she says that her children are an improvement on the design. Mm. Yeah, that makes sense. And you can understand that you have a child, and you just said that she, you weren't that kind of artist. Yeah. So imagine how you are now, and if you if instilled this in her. Mm-hmm. what she will become just yeah. imagine especially if she keeps it up like right now she makes more artwork than i do wow yeah so a- you provide a space for her to do that right yeah. what is that space like for a little child um really her space is uh home the whole house <laughs> the <laughs> okay. whole house uh my studio the car grandma's house just the world just wherever she is yeah. she knows it's acceptable and okay to create art yeah You've provided that that door for her. That's yeah. beautiful. That's awesome. That's great. Blue, did you have any questions for Chris? For Chris? Yeah, I was gonna say, uh, how did you get the opportunity to paint around the city? Like, cause I know there's some, like my stepson took took some pictures in front yeah. of um, some of the art that was, I think, on Hogan. Wait, yeah, church? that's right, Hogan and Church. Church. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did the city say, "Hey, go ahead," or did you just start painting? <laughs> and then <laughs> I get that question a lot. So. The very first mural I've done, it was on Main Street. Um, there's like a uh, reggae shop, reggae culture shop, kind of like a Caribbean shop that sells um, dashikis and uh, mm, black okay. soap and stuff like that. So that was my first mural. Um, the one on Church Street, that was actually through Art Republic. Art Republic. Art Republic. Yeah, that was through Art Republic. Yeah. So they, um, they contacted me and... Um, just like everybody else, they had seen my work on social media in real time and um, just seeing my growth and everything I was doing and thought that I would be a, a good fit for um, a mural with them. Mm-hmm. Mm. So going away from that as an artist, you, you get a chance to actually make an impression in a neighborhood. Yeah. And I know most recently I saw a photo of you in front of the one that's also on Main Street, like near First and Main or Orange. It's Orange, Orange and Main. That new one that just came up that Art Republic did. I don't know the artist, so I have to apologize to the artist. I don't know, but I did get a chance to Eighth see him working. Eighth and Main. Hmm. It's right at Orange and Main. Like as soon as you come down Main Street, right past the Seven Eleven, you see it. It's like really. Yeah, up, it's oh, the really. old. Um, I think it used to be a Cadillac building. Okay. Once upon a time. Mm. Yeah. So like, I, what the the photo of that particular piece that I saw was like whoever captured this photo I think did a really good job of capturing one the mural in the background but the activity that was happening on the sidewalk in front there were young people like I would say maybe three or four boys yeah and they're walking by and they're one is looking up and you can see him like gazing and the other one is like playing you know Mm -hmm. that one photo alone captures that but just think about the the impact that a young African-American male female that they see and they see themselves, like you mentioned, it's important yeah. to, to see a visual representation of yourself through the art. How do you feel a, as an artist who had that opportunity to to put something like that on one of those buildings yeah, in, that, that, in that type of community? Yeah, that's the reason I do it. Um, in the art world, well, I guess a little different now. Um, black art is starting to take off and become uh, more popular and sought after, but um you still don't see it a lot, especially in higher institutions like uh, museums and certain galleries. So it's important to me to show a reflection just to show that um, we are art, too, and that we can be beautiful, too. And that, um, you know, there may be some young kids who 
um, aspire to be artists, but when you don't see anybody who looks like you doing that, um, you don't think it's possible for you. Mm-hmm. So um, I want to be that artist that's uh, working in the field and making art and then making art that looks like us too. That's beautiful. That's beautiful. So what's next? What's oh. What's cooking that you're not showing us on social media? <laughs> Uh, I pretty much show everything. Yeah, okay. I show a lot. Um, I have a show right now that's up in Michigan um, at the Urban, I think it's called the Urban Con- uh, Contemporary Art Center, something like that in uh, Grand Rapids. So I have that show. Um, I still have a show up at the library um, right now. That one ends this month. Um, I have a few uh, solo shows I'm working on, and um, I'm trying to prepare for Art Basel this year, too. Yeah. Awesome. I hope I can actually make that because I, I, I've always wanted to go. Oh, yeah. It's, because it's, it's art and music. I mean, it's just like a perfect combination. Yeah. It takes over the whole city. So, yeah. It's yeah. a good time. Okay. Well, you have any more questions for Chris? Man, I, I'm just uh, hopefully you'll be down, to, you know, when, when we do like a, when we do our thing, like um, when we doing our, the, the thing at the club, the thing that we was just, we was thinking about planning for the show, like the Oh yeah! Like have um, him, maybe have him come out. Yeah, that sounds great. Yeah, we, we're so like we could curate music and curate art. Mm. Yes, I, I love it. So do some live painting. Yeah, we're thinking of do actually you do live doing painting. A, yeah, murals is kind of like live. Well, this would be yeah. like a. <laughs> this would be like a like you know, I ain't gonna say club setting, but lounge. Yeah, I mean I've done artsy, it before. Artsy fartsy lounge. I think I think he's he seems to be very diverse. Yeah. yeah. And uh, and adaptable, like you can adapt in any situation. Yeah. What I did not ask you, because murals, and I, I noticed this, and I've always wanted to know, and this is my own ignorance because I don't know a whole lot about a mural artist um, or a painting artist, um, but I watched the uh, this guy work, and he actually did it. It was like kind of like a grid. He did a grid up there mm-hmm. first and then painted over it. Is that how you do it as well? Yeah, so a lot of uh, muralists, they either use the grid method or... Um, they use it like a projector and project the image up there and just trace it. Mm-hmm. Um, but me, I don't care uh, so much about uh, like the piece being accurate. Like the um, like if I'm drawing a figure, like it's not that important to me that the eyes are the same or the ears are the same. You know, with me, it's more about the message of the piece. Um, and so most of the time, and also um, doing the grid and all that takes a long time. Um, so when I do a mural, um, I have to stare at the wall for like 30 minutes. You know, anybody who knows me will tell you that. But once I, um, like the wall tells me what it wants on it and mm. I just go and The wall freehand. tells you what it wants. Yeah. And you obey. Yeah. Free Make hand. it happen. Yeah. Freehand. Yet another reason why this guy's on the microphone. <laughs> Yeah, this has been great. I have really enjoyed this conversation yeah. with you. Um, can you take a quick moment and tell everybody how they can find you? Like, where where do they find you on social media? Do you have a website? Yeah, well, the website is uh, coming soon. Um, but as far as social media, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, you can find me under Cooley Ross Art. That's C-O-O-L-I-R-A-S Art. Excellent. Excellent. Yeah. Duly noted. Duly noted. Thank you again for coming by Taste Test Live. I hope this was fruitful for you. Oh, yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you again. No problem. (laughs) Taste Test hasn't launched a full sponsor program. Our podcast 
It's mainly funded by its hosts and listeners like you. If you like Taste Tests and want us to keep the music digestion sessions going every week, click the Become a Patriot link on our website at www.tastetest.live and you too can sign up and get some exclusive bonus content, behind the scenes footage, and more supporter-only content.